Live from the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hey, Todd. And it's time for our Bring a Trailer section. I'm going to have to get a nicer trailer. I'm looking for a trailer on Bring a Trailer. Well, they had just sold one that was a it was a it was their highest hits, you know, as far as, the, you know, on the Internet. Yeah. It was a big GMC motorhome that was converted into a tr- into a car hauler. So you drove the car right into it. Really? You know, locked it. Yeah, it was it, it had their highest traffic of any car ever. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many people looked at that thing? Oh, they said a few hundred thousand. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good for them. Yeah, and it's all, I mean, it's all, I forgot what it was. It wasn't that much, like $40,000. I mean, you know, and these people have money, apparently. So it doesn't to seem to be a you, problem. I love staying oh. in motorhomes, but I hate driving them. Yeah, they're they a little too big for me. They scare the crap I, out of me. Yeah, I drove it once. I drove one once, and I was absolutely paranoid. Yeah. I mean, I guess you get used to it, but, you know, these are awfully big and you really can't see a lot, you know, right. behind them. And I, I worry about things like this week where, we, where, we've had all the, where we've had all the wind. And, yeah. you know, I always worry about those things getting, like, blown over or something as you're going yeah, 65 the, the, down the freeway. Yeah, yeah, that's just a one big, you know, big shear that, you know, could blow those things right over. Right. Uh, l- let's talk about the ones that we had from the last time. And okay. we were, uh, you know, how much the, they went for. Remember that 1967 uh, Ford Country Squire wagon that was a special order from the factory? A one, you know, it was a one of one that had a Cobra engine. Yeah, and with a, with a with a stick shift in the console. Yeah, it was very 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 okay. It, it sold for forty seven thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Are you kidding me? No, that's a good price for that car. That was like you know many times what it was cost originally. Yeah, and it, and it needed and it needed restoration. Yeah, it was not a uh, it was not <laughs> yeah in it the had best yeah. of shape, but it no, was it certainly be, very unique. You know, Punched up a bit with the paint and the, you know, all sorts of things, but yeah, that sold for a whopping number. Uh, another one that I had was the 1986 Toyota Cressida with less than a hundred thousand miles on it. It sold for only six hundred, I mean six thousand five hundred dollars. It sold um, that weird looking but really cool Renault uh, 1989 Renault Alpine GTA Turbo that I picked sold for twenty two thousand, which is a bargain. But it's now these are things that are not. You know, big things that probably would have sold for more in France. Yeah. Um, now, there is the Toyota Land Cruiser with 32,000 miles on it. That sold for $80,000. Wow. Yeah, 80000 uh, And then the 2006 uh, Spiker that you liked, that sold for $240,000. <laughs> A little out of my I, uh, bank account range. Well, it's out of my yeah, out of mine as well, but it sold for $240,000. So that's some, some pretty good uh, some pretty good money. Okay. Now, you had some very interesting picks this week, John. I did. Um, and honestly, the first thing I saw, Todd, and I just made, I kind of teased this in the last hour when you were talking yeah. uh, about uh, Tesla's uh, uh, motors being inboard. And, right. And I thought, well, I'm thinking about an inboard motor that is going to be uh, scooting a little uh, boogie buggy down the waterway. And yes. it's because my grandparents. When I grew up, uh, I had uh, grandparents who lived up on a lake in Bellingham, Washington, and they had had for a number of years since my dad was a a young man uh, and his siblings, they had in a boathouse out there a 19, 
uh, I think it was a 61 or 62 uh, uh, Chris Kraus. So my dad wasn't that young, but he was like in his 20s. And, and uh, uh, it was hung in a boathouse, and we maybe only took it out three times a year. But it was always so much fun, the ski boat. And it was that one was all teak. This one that they had on Bring a Trailer, I believe, was a mahogany uh, boat, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the sheet right in front of me. I, I, I have it here in front of me. Let me let me read what it says. It's okay. A, it's, it's a 1962 Chris Craft 16 foot ski boat with trailer. It comes so it comes on its own trailer. Okay. Uh, it's a 16 foot Chris Craft uh, is the 87th of 250 mahogany ski boats built in for 1962 and was purchased new by the seller's grandfather who was said to have it on a you know use it on a 3 mile of fresh waterway lake in northeastern Pennsylvania, as well as stored in a boathouse from 62 to 77. Uh, power is from a, an inboard, as you said, 238 cubic inch, I mean 283 cubic inch Chevrolet V8 uh, driving a single propeller. Uh, the boat features a varnished uh, wet, varnished, varnished finish with with you know on the wood with white paint right. and, vi- and a vinyl seating uh, they last performed a service in 2019 which included a carburetor overhaul as well as replacement of a throttle cable uh hoses and belts uh it's been with the current seller for 15 years and is offered with the manufacturer's literature uh it's where is it it's in lake ariel pennsylvania yeah uh and so how much to say that it has there's three coats of varnish on it that were reportedly applied in 2020, so it looks very fresh and new. Right. Uh, the engine has approximately 720 hours on it, so I guess that's how they measure. Okay, they had a video with it, and I did watch it for a moment, and I did take a look at yeah. the various photos that were on it. But the the cool thing to me now, my grandparents' boat was a 20 footer, um, and again, it was all teak. But um, the the thing is is when I looked inside that boat, I was like, except for the colors of the vinyl seating, it uh-huh. looked identical to the boat that my grandparents had for the most part. Um, yeah. The bow on my grandparents was a little more pronounced and, and cool, but um, aside from that, it, it looked very much like that boat, and I thought, oh, my God, I love that thing so much. My uh, uncle kind of, uh, he was a scoundrel, and he made away with it in my grandparents' estate when my uh, – when my grandfather passed, and it was supposed to have been handed down to me, but uh, it didn't get that uh, that way, and and so I thought, oh man, I wish I wish I could have this because that'd be a great boat to take like over to um, uh, maybe over to Lake Havasu and in, in Arizona or something. Yeah, it, it's a beauty. I, I love the steering wheel and the gauges on this. Yep. It's just absolutely gorgeous. That's, it has, they're exactly yeah. identical to the ones my grandparents had. Yeah, it looks like they came out of a car. I mean, yeah. some sort of a Chevrolet. Right down maybe. to the shifter before the uh, for uh, yes. giving it the throttle for the boat. Yeah, it, they're set into uh, basically a billet aluminum, and so it's it's absolutely spotless. It's a gorgeous boat. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. So it's available right now. It's and it's it's where's the bid at cheap. right now? It's at uh, only sixty, uh, only uh, fifty five hundred dollars. Yeah. You've got six days left on the on the. Uh, I'm going to be keeping auction. an eye on that one. Yeah, watch it out. Watch out for what it is. Okay, now the next one was a little more traditional, but right. still a fun car. This is a 27,000-mile 2009 uh, Aston Martin V8 Vantage Roadster, which means it has a convertible top. Yep. 
And there, it's a beauty. There are some great cars this week. Unfortunately, uh, some of them were wrapping up before the show was going to happen, so I didn't right. choose those. So. Yeah, I, I I did that too. I saw several I liked, but they all were going to sell like today or yesterday. So I thought I'd get ones that we could you know look at next week. So this one says it's a 2009 Aston Martin V8 Vantage Roaster. It's finished in tuck, tungsten silver over obsidian black leather interior, and it's powered by a 4.8 liter, I mean 4.7 liter V8 with a six-speed uh, automated automated manual. So it's a dual clutch basically transmission. Um, now showing just 27,000 miles, the car was first registered in California and later spent time in New Jersey and New Hampshire, where it was acquired by the seller in 2015. That poor car. Yeah. Uh, so, so they've had it for five years. So equipment includes a black uh, soft top, uh, diamond cut 19-inch uh, multi-spoke wheels, uh, red finished brake calipers, uh, heated and power-adjusted seats uh, with memory settings, automatic climate control, and a premium audio system with satellite radio. Um, so it's offered with a you know factory literature, accessories, and aftermarket interior car cover, uh, clean Carfax, and a New Hampshire title in the seller's name. It, it is a beauty. I mean, it looks like, you know, it's been very, very well kept. Right. There's a, vid- there's a video that goes with it as well, so you can watch it being driven. Um, you know, the, the owner's manual is bound in black leather, of course, to match the interior. Uh, it looks, it looks very, very clean. I mean, there's no rust on it. You know, of course it's never been in an accident. So it's a, it's very, very pretty car. Yes. It's a sharp vehicle. Now you would, you know, this is something that you would see, uh, you know, a James Bond in from 2009. Right. And this is going, it's only bid, it's only bid right now at $22,000, but it, it has five days left. Uh, I, you know, I assume it will eventually at the end, some of these things just keep people keep bidding and bidding and bidding. It's fun to watch. Cause as I said, on bring a trailer. You can't, if, if you bid within the last two minutes, it resets the clock by two minutes. So you can't just you know, click on, you know, at the last second and get, and get the car for, you know, $500 more. You actually have to, you know, be there, uh, you know, to, and consider it because if you do, somebody else has two minutes to make their mind up. And it's often down to just two people who at the very end, you know, it's another thousand, another 500, another 25. Sometimes one will just jump up by 5,000. That's usually saying, okay, I'm done bidding. You're not going to make it more than 5,000. Usually that's who, that's who wins the bid. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how this one goes, but it's very pretty. But it's always good to read the comments because these people, you know, know know everything. Anybody who comments seems to know everything about this car. It's a, like this. This comment says this is a really clean car. Fortunately, has avoided. It has fortunately avoided the dreaded Aston seat sagging stretching issue that you see so often. A ton of cars for not a lot of money. It's a ton of car for not a lot of money and a limited downside. I don't. So, but. I don't really care about that because I've got kind of a sagging seat myself. Yeah, well, you know, at a certain age, we all do, John. <laughs> you know, I, I, can't, I can't say that either. But I, you know, but when you read these comments, like it avoided the dreaded Aston seat sagging stretching issue. It's like so somebody, so somebody really knows this. Yeah, you know, <laughs> and can tell you about it. So that that that's a fun one. Then the next one you picked was a nineteen. 19- 68 Imperial Crown convertible. Wasn't this a this cool is a, car? It is a it is a mammoth. Do you beautiful. know? Do you know what I envisioned when I saw this car? I envisioned what? pulling the trailer with my 16 foot Chris Craft ski boat. Yes. Well, there you go. This Having could a probably few friends do it. in the front and back seat in that big mm-hmm. big big 
convertible. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's a it's a, it's one of 474 convertibles produced for the 1968 model year, and it's finished in a dark green over a matching leather interior. Powers from a 440 cubic inch Chrysler V8 paired with a three-speed automatic transmission. Additional equipment includes a power-operated soft top, electric door and and wing windows. So you've got even the wing windows are electric. Uh, bronze interior trim, air conditioning and an AM radio. Since acquiring the car out of Washington State in 2010, the seller has reportedly had the top hydraulics and fuel system uh, serviced in addition to replacing brakes, shocks, carburetor, battery, and distributor. This Imperial is offered with manufacturer's literature, a shop manual, memorabilia, partial service records, soft top boot, spare parts, and a Vermont registration. This thing is really a boat, and I, it can easily tow that boat. I guarantee it. Yeah. There's no question about it. It would get three or five miles per gallon, you know, but in those days, it didn't matter. Kind of looked like the Lincoln that Kennedy died in, you know. It it, it does. It, it it has that sort of slab sidedness to it, yeah. and that was probably the popular look in those years because they were selling the same Lincoln, you know, at that time. Yeah. So you know, it's the case. Uh, so you're listening to uh, Todd Bianco with John McBowen. This is iHub Radio, and we'll be right back. from the desert cities of Southern California. Your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen and we're talking bringing a trailer cars. Before the break, John, we were talking about this 1968 Imperial Crown convertible. Right. And it, 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 and it, it this was before it became a Chrysler Imperial. This was when Imperial was just its own brand within the Chrysler group. So it, it is, you know, it's before that changeover. I don't remember what year it was, like 64, 65 that they did it. So kind of uh, like but, Dodge you know, was. Yeah, uh, maybe. Um, but the, the, it was saying that the the air temp, you know, the air temp air conditioner is currently inoperable. Now, these kinds of things will affect its oh, price. Yeah. It's not, not good. So now I had a bunch of different ones because I, I just saw some things that were interesting and then some weird. So I'm going to do my, my picks, and I had to do three first. And the first one is a 35,000-mile 1991 Mercedes 190E 2.3. Um, it's white. Uh, let's see. It, uh, it's, it's got a sort of a, a, a parchment color interior. Let's see what it says here. This 1991 Mercedes shows just 35,000 miles and was recently acquired by the selling dealer from the previous owner of 13 years. Power is provided by the 2.3 liter uh, M104 inline four-cylinder engine paired with a four-speed automatic transmission and features include automatic climate control, power windows, and a, and a powered moonroof. Moon uh, sunroof. They didn't make moonroofs in Mercedes. Uh, um, Merce, uh, maintenance completed in preparation for the sale is said to have included a new fuel pump, 
uh, motor and transmission mounts, uh, and fluid and filter replacements. Uh, I picked it because I used to own one. And these are now considered future classics or ones, you know, you can still pick them up now for a reasonable amount of money. And this is a pretty unusual that it only has 35,000 miles and it hasn't been beat to crap. And it looks very, very, very clean. Now, it is missing a few things that I would want on it. It does not have the power seats, which I always liked on those Mercedes. It just, you know, it's manual seats. Um, and what else didn't it have? Uh, I think that was about it because in these, the, in, oh, it doesn't, and it doesn't have leather seats, which is fine with me because the uh, Mercedes MB Techs uh, is looks good and it's, it feels good and it wears forever. So, I mean, it, you know, it never has a problem and everything always works. If these were built like tanks, these were way over engineered cars. Uh, this was the Mercedes first attempt at a small Mercedes Benz. Uh, and it, they were, they spent far too much money on the engineering and it's engineered as well as their S class cars. Uh, they would never do that today. I mean, today those are, you know, these cars would never have this kind of engineering poured into it because they're just not profitable for them. But in these days, that's the way it was done. And basically when you look at a car like this, it had very, very few options. The car I had had the 2.6 liter six cylinder engine. I ordered it from, from Germany had from Hollywood Mercedes Benz. Uh, it had the red seats. It had like a blood red uh, seats inside. It was the Mercedes text uh, vinyl, though, not uh, leather, because the Mercedes leather did not wear as well, I was told. And probably true. But it had the power seat options, which I think were not optional on the six-cylinder, but were optional on the four-cylinder engines. Um, that car saved me once. I never – this was in the 80s. And I just sold, uh, I had a Mazda 626 luxury coupe and uh, I just, this was my first like real car, you know, that, that was very proud. It was a Mercedes Benz. I was tooling along the street in Los Angeles and I wasn't looking, I should have been looking and a big like moving truck like, was right in front of me in the middle of the street. Oh, I no. smashed, I smashed on the brakes and it's the first time I've ever experienced anti-lock. Ah. You know, where it's sort of like you, you can feel it within the pedal, you know, it, right. you know it's a, I, that car stopped so fast. It really got me out of an accident. Any other car, I probably would have hit this this big truck. Uh, and that and then I realized that's what good German German engineering was is stopped in an exact straight line. It didn't vary. It, it just stopped instantly. And you could feel the anti-lock brakes and say, well, that's why we all have anti-lock brakes now, because they will save people. And they saved me in this condition and in, in that particular case. So this one is, is a beauty. It's a uh, bid to 7,091. Again, clever people on Bring a Trailer because it's the 1991 model year. So 7,091, it will end in three days. My guess is, is it will end up going for the in the 20 range, which is close to probably what it cost new. Uh, but this is uh, the other thing. This thing, these things had that I was always intrigued by. It has a single windshield wiper from the middle, and this thing is—it's this gigantic arm that sweeps the entire windscreen. Mm. Uh, and it even has a—it it has a sort of a—it looks like a, like a, like a rounded M, sort of sort of. It goes in that pattern so that it, it sort of goes up and then it goes down and it goes up and then it goes down again to get to cover the whole windshield. So it doesn't just go, you know, back and forth and back and forth. It has this whole, like, like I said, like a rounded M 
uh, track that it goes on to clean all as much as possible of the, t- you know, like the, the top of the windshield is not rounded. It's like squared off the way it goes uh, with, with the wiping. And it's way over engineered. It's a great big, uh, you know, uh, gotta love how Mercedes Benz did this kind of car. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see what it does next time. But uh, I don't really like this. We've got lots more for Burner Trailer. Uh, this is Todd Bianco and John McMullen. You're listening to All Ripped Up on IHAP Radio, and we'll be right back. From the desert cities of Southern California, your car is not a refrigerator. Getting all revved up. Now, here's Todd Bianco. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hi, Todd. Before the break, I was talking and waxing on about this 1991 Mercedes-Benz 190E for sale. And I wanted to read one of the comments because, again, these comments that they have from these people are amazing. This one says, if anyone is looking for the one... Mercedes Benz to buy from the Bruno Sacco era. That, that Bruno Sacco was the designer of these. I mean, he was the you know he designed the the look of these cars. Uh, this W201, which is the chassis designation, is it. This is a magnificent example. Few 201s, uh, few W201s are left that are in this concourse level condition with such low mileage. I hope this car goes to a Mercedes Benz enthusiast who will love it for what it is and keep it in this condition. W201s in this condition with such low mileage are really starting to go up in value, especially the way with the Evos that are going up in value. The Evos are the uh, the, the 2.3.16 valve Cosworth engines that are basically a, sort of a racing model that Mercedes Benz sold a few of. Those are going up in value, uh, especially the way. So it says, I have I also own a 1991 W201 in this level condition and even lower mileage, and I have no plans to ever part with it. As had been previously noted, these are great cars, and this is just this one just might sell set a record price. I love my car dearly at Jason too. The head gasket issue was an is an issue for the 2.6s with the M103 engine, not the 2.3s with the M102 engine. This is the kind of comments you get on the site. It's amazing. So, all right. Uh, my next pick was a, let's see, where is it here? Here it is. Uh, again, what, it's a car that I owned. Uh, this is a no reserve 1977 Honda Civic CVCC 5 speed. Now, I owned a 1976 one. But this is a 1977, which is almost identical to it. Uh, and this is basically where Honda, this is when they started to, this was their first Civic. This is when they really started to sell huge volumes in the United States. 
Um, this 77 Honda Civic was delivered new to Woodson Pontiac Roanoke of Roanoke, Virginia, and was reportedly kept as part of the Bruce Wiener Microcar Museum in Madison, Georgia, before being acquired by the current owner one year ago. Finished in red with a black interior, the car is powered by a 1.48cc inline four-cylinder mated to a five-speed manual transmission and is equipped with air conditioning, wood trim, and a tachometer. Uh, approximately 1,000 miles were added by the current uh, during the current ownership, uh, and work included uh, is replacing the fuel pump, carburetor, uh, and exterior rubber seals, as well as installing new seat covers and carpeting. This first-generation Civic is now offered on dealer consignment with no reserve, with a window sticker and recent service records, and prior registration cards with a clean North Carolina title. Now. Um, again, this was a car that I basically killed when I had, I, I mean, I thrashed this car everywhere that could possibly be. I drove it to college. I drove it to high school. I, I put easily 150,000 miles on the thing. And the, the biggest problem I had with it was the head gasket. Mm. It just came with the original window, window sticker too. And I just have to look at it and see what it says <laughs> because there were, there were no options on the car. It was $3,599. And I, I remember my dad and I had gone down to this Honda dealer on Van Nuys in Van Nuys and bought this car and it was $3,500, which is exactly what this car was here, except mine was the Honda Matic. So I had this weird two-speed, you know, you had to shift it actually, but it was a two-speed semi-automatic transmission. Uh, and I had sort of weird seat inserts that I thought were cool at the time. Um, but uh, it, it came with no options. Now, what's interesting is that it's, it says it comes with air conditioning. Well, there's no air conditioning on the window sticker. And do you know why? I don't. It's because it was a dealer-installed option. <laughs> Honda, they called it Honda Air, and it was a Honda dealer-installed Air. option at the time. So it would, it would never be on the sticker because it, they wouldn't, they didn't offer it from the factory. Sounds like a you cheap know, they, airline from LA to Tokyo. It's it's a weird one, but this is it's it's an adorable car. You can thrash this all day long. It'd be fun, and I, I think if I looked at it, it was Looks amazing. Like it had its original paint fuel job on it too. Yeah, the the paint is pretty good too, but the, the the fuel economy in this at the time was 41 city, 54 highway, 46 combined. Wow. Now think about that for 1977 when everybody's driving these big, you know, gigantic, you know, these like, these huge Detroit machines Tanks. that were sucking down, you know, 10, 12 miles per gallon and suddenly you're getting 41, 45, 50 miles per gallon. Uh, I could drive that car on, you know, two or three gallons and go a long way. Right. I mean, I remember putting two gallons in the car when I had no money, you know, right. <laughs> I remember, I remember actually doing it. I think the whole tank was maybe 10 gallons, you know, didn't, you know, didn't really have that much anyway you know, in it. Right. But, um, yeah. Oh, and then the wood wheel, the wood steering wheel was also, it was a Honda install. It was a, it was a dealer installed option. It was not a, it was not available from the, from the factory that way. So it was a interesting little car. And I just, I picked it because, you know, it's the nostalgia factor on this particular one for me. And uh, we'll see how it goes. It's, it's in beautiful condition. Uh, how many miles were on it? It wasn't that many either. It has 59,000 original miles. Although it says total mileage unknown. My guess is, is that it's, in the condition it in, it's in, unless they spent a fortune restoring it, it, it looks like it may actually have been driven only that. Although you could have been driven 150,000 miles and you probably would look the same too if it was just cared for. 
All righty. Now, the next pick I had is a 1995 BMW M3 lightweight. Now, this was I, a sweet generally, ride. Yeah, it, it, I generally wouldn't pick a BMW M3 because they're a dime a dozen, really. And, mm-hmm. you know, they're everybody fawns over this particular, you know, generation of them and, you know, gives them, you know, they, they're set, they sell for a lot of money. But this particular one, I, it caught my eye because it's called a lightweight. And it's one of 126 exa- examples built for the single model year. And so they only sold it for one model year and they only made 126 of them. And what they basically did is they stripped all the anything that was heavy in the car, they stripped it out. Um, you know, they didn't have a lot of things that a normal uh, M3 would have. So it's, uh, let's see what it says. It says it was uh, sold new in Washington state. It remained with its original owner until 2013 it was featured as a, as a bring a trailer. This was before they had auctions or bring a trailer in 2014. They had featured it. They saw it being sold. They used to just feature, they used to just um, basically comb the internet for, you know, if it could have been eBay, could have been Craigslist, could have been anywhere that, you know, they could find it and they would feature the cars on their website. And eventually they decided, well, why don't we just sell them on the website, which is what they did. And it was sold on Bring a Trailer in July 2015. It was acquired by the selling dealer in early 2020. Power is supplied by a three liter uh, S50 inline six driving the rear wheels through a five speed manual transmission and a limited slip differential. It's finished in Alpine white with M3 lightweight features, uh, front and rear, uh, see front and rear multicolor flag motif graphics and a black cloth interior, approximately 200 pounds lighter than the standard M3 coupe. The, uh, lightweight's mass savings were achieved by the deletion of air conditioning, a sunroof, and a stereo head unit, as well as aluminum door sills, reduced sound deadening, and special carpets. The selling dealer replaced the V-belts, uh, idler pulley, battery, and thermostat in t- February 2020, and is now showing over just over 93,000 miles. Now, let's see. It's, it's currently bid at $66,000, which is more than it was new. Of course. And it... Yeah, in, in, and in 2015, it sold on Bring a Trailer for 41500 hmm. So it's already at 66000 And it's going to go for more. So these things are only going up in value. Yeah. Um, this is not a good daily driver. The reason I say that is that you know the lack of air conditioning – uh, I think it does have a radio in it. I, th- I think they ended up putting a radio in it. But the lack of air conditioning, the lack of sound deadening means and, you're, and, and, the, and the stiff suspension and, and the, the low profile wheels and everything, it's going to be punishing to ride in. It's a fun car to you know, thrash through curves and on a track and that kind of thing. But as a daily driver, not so much. Hmm. This is going to go to a, a BMW collector who will put it in their collection. That's what's going to happen with this car. So and, and it's it's a beauty, but I mean, I, again, I would probably I I would prefer the regular M3. At least it's more civilized. <laughs> this is less civilized. So, uh, so that we'll see what it goes for. But it's it's interesting. You've never seen one, have you? I have not. Yeah, I, I've never seen one in the flesh. I know they existed, but I've never seen one actually. You know, driving by me, uh, it's just such a rare, you know, such a rare car. Uh, so uh, again, I'll see what uh, see what it see what it has. Um, now then, I also picked three weird cars, and these were just for their their own you know weirdness because 
well, Bring a Trailer has some amazing things on it. And the first one I wanted to talk about was a 1972 Citroen uh, ID21F wagon. Now, that's a mouthful. Yeah, it's it's a very rare. You you've probably never seen a wagon version of these things, have you? No, no. It, they're very rare to see because they just weren't that many of them ever sold here in the United States, and there weren't that many actually sold in Europe. This one says it's a 1972 Citroen uh, ID21F wagon. is finished in metallic red over a two-tone brown interior and is powered by a 2.1-liter inline-four linked with a four-speed manual transaxle. It is equipped with a set of European market headlights, so that means that they swivel where, when you turn the steering wheel. That was illegal in the United States until you know, really? long ago, not, not too long ago, huh. uh, side facing rear seats. So you could actually, you know, you could like the station wagons here, you could put, you know, put people in the rear, you know, rear of the car and you faced each other. Uh, and, uh, see it's, it comes with a roof rack. Uh, the selling dealer acquired the car from the son of its long-term previous owner in Washington state and sold it to a friend in Oklahoma before reacquiring the vehicle approximately five months ago. Uh, work has since, uh, Work has since included ref- refreshing the paint and the body, as well as replacing the interior carpeting and brake accumulator. Uh, and that accumulator, they, when they say that, it's all done through these, you know, green uh, cans of hydraulic fluid that basically make the car go up and down, that control the steering, that control the brakes, it controls everything. Uh, and so that that's what, what they talk about in these kinds of cars. It has an Arizona, clean Arizona title. Um and it's just it's it's just it's in very it's actually in very nice condition, but it's just a weird looking car because you just don't see this with that much glass and you know in a Citroen wagon you know these these things are just a rare sight to see, and it has the single spoke steering wheel which again is a rare sight to see you don't see those anymore, uh, so that that was on the on the rare list. Uh, another one that I picked was a Nissan Figaro. 1991 Nissan Figaro. This was a Japanese domestic market only. So it was uh, reportedly imported to Canada from Japan in 2017 and was subsequently acquired by the seller. It's powered by a turbocharged 987cc, so not even one liter. Inline four made into a three-speed automatic transmission and is finished in aqua pale aqua over white interior now the thing, cool thing about it is the two-seat car but it, it has a retractable top in the center it's not like a convertible it's, it's like you know like the fiat 500c it's really very cool it's fun to drive uh you don't see them out here very much because it's japanese domestic market which means it's right hand drive very cool car uh fun to look at so check it out on bring a trailer this is todd bianco with john mcmullen you're listening to all ripped up on a hype radio and we'll be right back Weather, truth, and fun. We're iHub Radio, homegrown in the Coachella Valley. For the love of cars, this is All Revved Up. Here's Todd. Welcome back. I'm here with John McMullen. Hello, John. Hello, Todd. Uh, I had one more weird 
car from Bring a Trailer. I just wanted to bring it, you know, point it out. This is a 1974 Volkswagen Carmen Ghia Touring Coupe, and it's one of approximately 18,000 examples produced exclusively for the South American market between 72 and 75. It was reportedly refurbished in Brazil under previous ownership and was imported to Texas by the seller in 2019. <clears throat> Finished in light gray over a black interior, the car is powered by a 1.6-liter flat four, mated uh, to a four-speed manual transaxle uh, featuring chrome front wheels and, and bumpers uh, and uh, dual ex- uh, front grills uh, for the air intake and, let's see, and uh, unique TC Touring Coupe badging. An oil change and tune-up were performed six months ago, and in 2019, the car received the Special Interest Award at the VW Harvest Car Show in Austin, Texas. Hmm. So, yeah. But it's a very interesting because it's just basically a, a fastback Carmen Ghia, which was a Carmen Ghia that we were we think of as generally, a, you know, it's a, it's a, two, it's a two-door, two-seat coupe, you know, with the, you know, it looks like a regular car. This one is a fastback. Very cool looking. Um, you know, this, right now the bidding's at $12,750, much more than this car probably ever costs. So that's one to follow. The auction ends in four days. Um, I have some uh, interesting uh, trivia and news that I'd like to hit before we end the show. And one of them is that um, – uh, where is it? Uh, there's a very uh, let's see what here it is. There's a there's a there's a shareholder proposal on Tesla's annual at Tesla's annual meeting that will ask Tesla to start advertising. Hmm. Tesla doesn't Tesla doesn't advertise. Um, so they want the shareholders want Tesla to advertise. The board is against it. I have radio uh, wants them to advertise, too. Uh, yes, it'd be nice if they paid to do that, but they don't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, the Tesla's board is recommending against the measure as it doesn't see the need for advertising, let alone a fixed amount per car. They were aver- they wanted them to spend fifty dollars per car. Maybe if you quit giving um, them so much free promotion. Yeah, that's that's this. As Tesla is currently uh, is constantly in the news for one thing or another, and owners are the best advertising you can get. Just for example, in 2019, the Model 3 outsold the BMW 3 Series, Mercedes C-Class, and Audi A4 and Lexus IS combined in the United States. Wow! So, why should you advertise? Right? I mean, right? Why why spend money on advertising if you because don't we need, need to. their money? Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they're not. I doubt that's going to happen. So uh, let's see. Ford is going to. We, we've been confirmed that there's going to be. Uh, they're, they're replacing the Ford Bullet Mustang with the Mustang Mach One. They don't have a lot of details yet, but we assume it will have the four. I mean, the five-liter naturally aspirated V8 engine, making close to 500 horsepower. Uh, we'll see how that uh, uh, comes up. Um, Let's see. There's a there was an interesting um, uh, report uh, that I read. Where was it? It was uh, I don't remember where I saw it, but I thought thought it was interesting enough just to talk about. Uh, it's, it's just basically trivia. You know, the GM killed the Impala this year uh, again. I mean, it's been killed once or twice before, but they killed it again this year. But the, one time it was a wildly popular car in 1964. Chevrolet sold nearly 900 thousand impalas hmm. in 1965 chevy sold 1,074,925 units it's a single year sales record that still stands 
it beat everybody. It's never been, it's never been broken for, you know, for a nameplate. Um, you know, not even the Ford F1 series, you know, F series pickup truck. Those, those are still in the 900,000 range. Um, and, uh, the Toyota RAV4 is the best selling vehicle, you know, that's not a pickup truck. And they sold a staggering 448,000 of them in 19, in 2019. I mean, that's a lot of, you know, for any one model, but it doesn't come close to the record that the Impala set. Uh, you know, that, that's just an amazing record. Uh, there's another thing that I saw that uh, it turns out that Mazda is going to finally offer a turbo Mazda 3. Uh, enthusiasts and pe- people have been – dealers have been asking this for this for years. It's basically to you know give the Mazda 3 some extra power. And you can get a turbo Mazda CX-5, which is the, which is the, uh, the, the, the SUV that's sort of in the middle class, which is the best-selling Mazda. But you can't get it in the in – the, Mazda 3 yet, but for the 2021 model year, uh, there will be a Mazda 3 Turbo. It'll probably have the same 2.5 liter Skyactiv G engine that's in the CX-5 performance. Uh, That engine delivers 250 horsepower and 300 pound-feet of torque. In a a smaller and lighter car, that should be actually really fun and fast to be in. you know, it's a, it's people have been asking for this for a long time and, and, you know, not that they sell that many of them, but it's, it's kind of cool that they finally are are going to do it. Now, this is another interesting thing that I saw too. Again, weird statistics, according to the quarterly, uh, a quarterly up, update released last week by the California new dealers uh, association, the Tesla model three outsold the Honda civic and the Toyota Corolla through March. So this has never happened before. I mean, obviously, there's COVID-19 has something to do with it, and you know the, people put sales on hold. But uh, Tesla registered uh, 18,856 Model 3s in the first quarter, which it outsold the Camry, it outsold the Accord, it outsold the you know the Civic and the Corolla. Uh, not not combined, but each one it outsold each one of these. So on a brand basis, Tesla is in the quarter. In the quarter, their sales were up 9.3 percent versus 4.6 percent for the the entire market in Q1, and up from 4 percent in uh, in that they had in 2019. On a national level, the Mazda 3 outsold the the BMW 3. I said that before. The BMW 3, Mercedes C Class, Audi A4, and Lexus IS combined. So on a national basis, the Model 3 falls behind the Civic and Corolla. In 2019, both Honda and Toyota sold more than 300,000 of each of the the Civic and the Corolla. Uh, And I, I expect that within the next two or three quarters that the uh, Civic will again regain its top spot in California because apparently Honda Civic and California love each other. Mm-hmm. I bought one in 1976. I was one of the first ones. I think 75 was the first year. Really? So there's still, there's still a love of, of Honda in California. Uh, it used to be the Camry outsold all the cars and then it switched maybe 10 years ago and it's now the Civic that outsells everybody. Uh, in California, again, this is California. I mean, and California is a weird market compared to everybody else. Yes. Yeah, so... I really appreciate you staying with me, John. It's been fun. Absolutely. Thank you. And I look forward to seeing how things end up uh, on the auctions this next week. I, I do, too. You're listening to All Revved Up. Thank you for listening. This is iHub Radio. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.